Welcome to the dark stream, Voxday, voxday.blogspot.com, and of course, Jordan Peterson Exposer. Now, it's particularly amusing to someone like me who has seen through Jordan Peterson ever since I first read any of his works. You know, I can honestly say that I saw through the guy before the end of the second chapter of Rules of Life. Now, it wasn't until I'd read Maps of Meaning that I knew that the guy was totally fucking insane. Let me be clear about this. Jordan Peterson is mentally ill. Jordan Peterson is an intellectual charlatan. Jordan Peterson is a con man. He has always been a con man. Look into his false claims about his authoring system. They did a study of it and found that it's of no value whatsoever. It hasn't helped, as he claimed as recently today, thousands of people. It is total nonsense. And so what you see when you look at his behavior is that it is the typical behavior of a con man. He got ahead of the con and now he's trying to back it off. He misread his audience. He misread the fact that most of his audience is right of center and was therefore supportive of Justice Kavanaugh, who was obviously, obviously not guilty of having done anything to that lying deep state operative or the two nutcases who decided to come forward. Um, I mean, the thing that is so tragic about the situation with Jordan Peterson is two, there's actually two things that are tragic about it. Number one, the guy is himself a tragedy. You know, the guy has, there's a reason why his whole philosophy is that life is suffering. That's bullshit. Suffering can be part of life, but so is joy. So is love. So is beauty. And to focus solely on suffering, to define life that way, is indicative of there being something absolutely wrong with you. You know, and if you look at the, the amount of weirdness that surrounds the guy, you know, his best friend who actually lived with he and his wife for a long time. Um, Peterson claims that he just about murdered them and then later committed suicide. You know, I mean, the, the thing is, you know, you guys may not realize this. You know, we, we call people like Peterson a cuck. He is almost certainly a literal cuck. 
you know, people say, oh, uh, should I, should I a- ask, uh, you know, what, what question should I ask Jordan Peterson? There's lots of very relevatory rel- questions you could ask the man. Did your friend who committed suicide ever have sex with your wife? You know, either before or during your marriage. I'll bet that's one that he's not going to want to answer. You know, some people have, have said that there are uh, there are reports that he was accused of inappropriate behavior with a female student. Wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. If you look at his dreams about his family members, which we're told went on for months, you know, this is not sign of a sensitive intellectual. You know, this is signs of a deeply disturbed man who is feeling extremely guilty about something. You know, there's a reason why the guy is on medication. It's not because of his diet. And if he went off his medication because of his diet, he's going to be messed up. You know, uh, what one of the what one of the viewers said is true. There is, you know, there are a lot of signs that Peterson was sexually abused himself as a child. If you had to bet on it, you know, you'd obviously look look at the grandmother. Um, and so when you, the thing is, is that this is a deeply, deeply damaged individual. His thinking, such as it is, is incoherent. He does not construct precise logical syllogisms. He does not know how to make a case. And he knows this. This is why everything that he says is surrounded by this quantity of baffle garble. It's all there designed to confuse you. And the thing is, is that he lies constantly. He constantly, constantly lies. Let me give you an example. Um, he was talking about the 12 rules, 12 principles of um, conservatism. These are supposed to be principles of conservatism for the 21st century. Now, the funny thing is, if you're actually familiar with the original work, Russell Kirk's work, you can see that, first of all, Peterson cribbed most of it from that. Secondly, this is how he introduced it. I have a habit of not preparing my ta- talks until really the last minute. And I mean, that's not exactly true, because I've been thinking about what I'm going to talk to you about tonight for a very long time, but I really only got the title for this talk firmly in place about half an hour ago. And one of the things I like to do when I'm speaking to people is to tell them what I'm thinking about, not what I've already thought about, you know, and certainly not what I know, but what I'm thinking about, what I'm trying to figure out. Now, that is literally incoherent, self-contradictory, statements two in one paragraph okay now i believe that he has a habit of not preparing his talks at the last minute that's totally 
in keeping with somebody who has to remind himself to take his medication and, and clean his room. I mean, the guy is clearly a, a naturally prone to entropy in his, in his life. But, okay, I've been, thought, I've been thinking about what I'm going to talk to you about for a very long time. But what I like to do is talk about what I'm thinking about, not what I've already thought about. Okay, how do you balance those two claims? You don't. He's lying. You know, he, want, he doesn't want to commit to anything. This is why Peterson likes to talk. He likes to talk on stage, and he likes to avoid putting anything down in a concrete form because then he's locked into position. Then he can't do what he's doing on Twitter where he said something, he got called out for it, and suddenly he's trying to claim that he didn't mean what he wrote. It's, just a, it's a, a thought experiment. Bullshit. He misread his crowd, and he's doing what all con men do, which is trying to walk it back safely so that he doesn't blow the con. And so, um, you know, it's, it's just like every other person who goes into psychology and psychiatry the reason that they go into it is because they're trying to fix themselves. I mean, I'm sure there's the occasional mentally healthy individual who is just, you know, drawn to figuring out, you know, a nutcase in their family or, or in their social circle or something. But for the most part, the least mentally healthy people that you find who are not actively homeless or institutionalized are people who are studying this stuff because there's something wrong with them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one commenter says, I didn't rob that bank. It was a fiscal experiment. Exactly. You know, this is profoundly dishonest behavior. You know, if you get things wrong, that's fine. Then you admit it. I've gotten things wrong. I mean, compare the difference between the way that Peterson's behaving, and then you've got that, that con artist Scott Adams. Now, I like Scott, okay? I do. I genuinely like Scott Adams. I'm a big fan of Dilbert, um, but Scott is a con artist. You know, he's not like Jordan Peterson. There's nothing wrong with Scott. He is a bit of a, a trickster. And so, you know, when he is saying things and then retreating and, you know, I predicted Trump would win and then, except for when I didn't, but then I predicted that he would again. So, you know, I mean, that's Scott Adams' routine. And it's fine. But you have to understand that's what it is. And so, um, you know, he is not pretending to be this massive advocate for the truth. In fact, Scott will tell you straight up, oh, you know, don't take what I'm saying too seriously. Uh, it's all an ask. It's all an act. We all wear masks. All this sort of thing. 
And so, um, but you, what you have to understand is that Peterson is even, is, is far worse because he's not honest about it. You know, Peterson has a, um, Messiah complex, whether you realize that or not. Um, the, uh, hang on, I gotta get rid of this guy who keeps, um, who keeps repeating the same thing. Um, anyhow, if you look at the way that um, somebody like him, like him operates, remember, this guy has a messiah complex. He believes that he's the only person who can save the world because only he has had this ridiculous idea, which he you know, claims is, is very deep and all this sort of thing, but it's not. It's just more of his incoherent baffle garble. Um, you know, here's the thing. If you show Jordan Peterson's books to the smartest person you know, the smartest person you can find, I guarantee they will immediately conclude that the guy is full of shit. You know, Milo Yiannopoulos is, you know, very much a chaotic trickster figure himself, but he's extremely intelligent. He's very bright and he is very quick to understand things. And he openly admitted when he was talking to Stefan Molyneux that he couldn't even find, he couldn't make any sense of what Jordan Peterson was saying because there is no sense there. You know, I have been going through this stuff and I am going to be publishing a book on Jordan Peterson, which is going to make very clear what a mentally ill charlatan and con man he is. And it's not going to be a video where I'm going to be you know, saying one thing and then saying something else and reading the crowd and trying to balance my message and all that sort of thing. It is a, you know, Christopher Hall Pike, straightforward, methodical, well-researched demolition. Because you can't hide this stuff. You can't, you know, you can only dance around the audience for so long before they begin to see through you. You know, uh, somebody says, I just find it hard in myself to hate him. I don't hate him. I pity him. I mean, can you imagine what the, can you imagine what living in that head has to be like? I don't think most of us who are mentally stable can possibly understand what sort of fear and even terror the guy actually lives in. And so, um, is Jordan Peterson as morally bankrupt as most of the rest of the left? Yeah, I mean, he, Jordan Peterson is, is totally immoral. There is, he doesn't have, a, a, he doesn't even understand what morality is. He is 
living in a very primitive Darwinian state. That's why he is constantly afraid of being exposed, because he knows he's a false. He's a false teacher. He knows that what he's saying is not true. He knows that he's a charlatan. And that's why he is constantly afraid of making a mistake. You know, I'm not afraid of making a mistake. I make mistakes on a regular basis. I make mistakes all the time. Mistakes are how you learn. You know, like Mike Cernovich says, reinforce success, pull the resources away from failures. You don't have failures if you don't make mistakes. You know, but they're nothing to be afraid of. There's nothing, you know, why would you be afraid of making a mistake? How could one mistake completely take down your career? Well, one mistake can only completely take down your career if you're a complete fraud, if people begin to see you. That's right. Uh, another commenter says, that's why he defines truth as survival. Exactly. That's exactly right. Um, someone says, if Peterson was molested, then it's very likely that is one of the biggest contributing fat factors to his fractured mind. He's deserving of pity, but that's no reason to put him in charge of anything or anyone. Well, that's exactly right, and you really do not want to allow him to be a thought leader. Why would you want to let a madman be the example for how you should think? That's literally lunatic. You know. Oh, here we have here we have the alt retard fraud. Like an alt writer, friends with Milo Paz. I'm friends with communists. I'm friends with socialists. Unlike you know you, you know involuntary celibates, who <laughs> are like the the worst possible hope for the continued existence of whatever nation you're from. I have friends who don't agree with me on everything. See, if you actually had any friends, you would understand that. Um, let's see here. Yeah, um, it was funny when Harris and Peterson were debating they couldn't agree on the definite truth. Yeah, I th well, I thought that was funny just because Sam Harris is a notoriously poor debater. Um, he's been beaten in pretty much every debate of his that I've read, you know, his, his usual, his usual debate is, um, say something, have the person call out what he just said and show that it's wrong. And then, uh, Harris is backtracking and trying to claim that he didn't mean what he said. That's like, I mean, he did it with, again, with John Derbyshire. He did it with, um, you know, many times. <laughs> this is funny. Fash out. You should be friends with a personal trainer. Um, I'm 50 years old. I run a sub, what is it? I run a 12 something 100. I play in a highly elite European football league. Um, you know, I, I lift weights. I've been lift, lifted weights for 25 years. And I did, you know, years of uh, heavy contact martial arts. I guarantee you that even if you're half my age, 
I'm in better shape than you, and I can probably beat you at just about anything, except basketball. Um, the um, <laughs> yeah, um, my max is my my max bench press is three three twenty five, dude. Um, so <laughs> um, you can you can try to posture and you can try to pose all you like because you're a you know because you're just a alt retard, but um, you clearly have no idea <laughs> what you're dealing with here. Um, anyhow, uh, let's see, what was your assessment of Peterson sitting and allowing Eric Dixon to call him an angry white man? Um, I don't know. The, okay, we're going to get rid of this troll who wants to talk about himself. See, the thing that's kind of stupid about doing, um, the trolling on this kind of stuff is you lose your privileges to ever comment on it again. Um, Let's see here. Um, so what what would you do if you're called an angry white man? I would say, yes, I am angry. I am very angry about the destruction of Western civilization. I'm very angry about the fact that the average IQ in the nation has fallen by eight points. I'm very angry about the fact that this entire society is about to devolve into extremely violent civil war, possibly the worst that has ever been known in history, and you morons are sitting here blithely unaware that it's coming, and it's totally unnecessary. Why aren't you angry about that? That's how I would respond to it. Again, you, know, you can't hide from the truth. Either you speak the truth and you understand the truth, you know, or you you devote yourself to lies sooner or later. Um, when I tried to listen to Peterson, I couldn't understand what the fuck he was even saying. I thought it was just I was just too stupid to understand him. Glad to find out it's not me. No, you're not too stupid to understand him. What he's saying doesn't make sense. What he you know what he is saying is basically. Um, you know, a, a stream of consciousness and quotations. The guy is not very well read. You know, the, I mean, it's it's kind of interesting. In Maps of Meaning, he goes on and on and on about Nietzsche and Plato and, you know, various, uh, and, and Freud. And there's not a single mention of much more significant intellectual figures. You know, the only time he even mentions Aristotle is when he's quoting somebody else. You know, um, I mean, he clearly, he clearly is unfamiliar with, you know, Marcus Aurelius, Sextus Empiricus, and the Stoics. I mean, you know, the, you know, the guy has the emotional continence of a 13-year-old girl. What is at the root of the West's problems? Um, the most significant thing is the way in which we have abandoned the worship of Jesus Christ. That is the single most important aspect. Michael Garcia says, he's not well read? LOL. First of all, never ever say LOL, okay? You look like a little 13-year-old girl. 
Secondly, no, he's not well read, and I am far from the only person to have noticed it. I am much better read than Jordan Peterson is. Much better read. Peterson has read a lot about a very small little niche of academics. I am also uh, highly confident that most of the po that he hasn't actually read most of the postmodernists that he talks about. I very much doubt he has read much Derrida. I very much doubt he has read much Foucault. Um, I very much doubt he's read the lesser ones. And so, um, because when he talks about them, he never talks about them in much detail. And I have heard from people who are actually well-versed in the fields that he addresses that he doesn't know what he's talking about. When he talks about theology, he has no idea what he's talking about. You know, he, he brings up concepts that have been debunked since the 19th century. So he's poorly read in history. He's poorly read in philosophy. He's uh, poorly, he knows nothing of economics. Um, he's poorly read in science outside of his fake science. I mean, this is not a well-rounded, well-read individual. If you read his books, it is clear. You know? Um, let's see here. <laughs> he needs to read 200 years together. Um, that would be amusing. Uh, were you the first to publicly denounce Peterson? I don't think so. I, I don't know, and I don't care. Um, you know, I was actually late to paying any attention to Peterson at all because, you know, I'm not a, I, I pay no attention to self-help nonsense. I, I think most self-help uh, books are utterly worthless. Um, in your opinion, are Derrida and Foucault worth reading or are they charlatans? I don't know enough to have an opinion, but people that I do respect like, say, Camille Paglia, um, uh, argue vociferously that they are charlatans. What do you specialize in? Video games? Economics? Apparently comics now. <laughs> um, psychology is fake. Uh, it's fake in the sense that it's not science. Um... But he reads Jung. Oh, so what? You know? Um, you know, try reading Nietzsche sometime. My gosh, it's a chore, even in English. Um, let's see here. <laughs> somebody, said, uh, somebody said something about debating Peterson. I think he's more likely to run back to Canada than debate Vox. Than debate Vox. Um, there is no chance in hell that Peterson is ever going to debate me. I terrify Peterson. That's why he doesn't ever want to mention me. You know, he knows about me from Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro has been running a scared of me for years. Um, no, I don't know when I'll be on Alex Jones next. Um... I'm angry the last witch king went demonic. It always was. Part of the story. Um, the, 
let's see. Um, is Nietzsche a chore because he's difficult or boring? I actually find uh, I, I find his posturing to be a, ch a chore. And we dare to doubt. And we dare. It's like, oh my gosh. The, I mean, <laughs> the it's it's like reading it's like reading the non-stop posturing of a gamma trying to talk himself into the idea that he is brave and courageous. I mean, possibly some, possibly someday I will, I will write a critique of Nietzsche, but um, to say that I am unimpressed by him is, uh, doesn't even begin to, uh, to describe it. Um, do you think there is any way to save the West? Of course there is. But it's going to involve a lot of significant unpleasantries. What do you think about Salvini? Um, <laughs> I love Matteo. Will he be able to save Italy? Or is it just a small hurdle for the globalist EU? Um, well, he can't do it alone. But he certainly got a shot. Um, do you think Jordan Peterson will be exposed publicly soon? No, I don't think so. Um, but I think he's just going to gradually fade a bit, and then then he's going to um, he's going to get exposed at some point in time. You know, he's going to. I mean, he's going to melt down. There, there's going to be some kind of um, uh, there's some kind of meltdown. Um, I'm getting asked again. I don't give a fuck about Jared Taylor. Okay, don't ask me about what I think about people. Okay, it actually aggressively makes me not give a damn about people that that are brought up. So that's my opinion on Jer Jared Taylor. I don't give a damn about him. I have never read anything that he's written. I'm not interested in any of these people. Okay. I tend to be a lot more interested in people who wrote books a hundred years ago than I am about whoever the um, political guy du jour is. Okay, the only reason, I, I mean, I completely ignored Jordan Peterson too, right up until uh, somebody asked me, you know, is this right? And I looked at that and went, no, that's not right. Yeah. Um, so anyhow, uh, do you think it's worth exposing the rest of the intellectual dark web? No, because none of them are significant. I mean, Ben Shapiro, let me back up a second. Only Ben Shapiro is sufficiently popular to be relevant at all. And, you know, he's so obviously um, intellectually irrelevant that what's the point? I mean, I've already pointed out um, all the relevant, I pointed out the, the relevant stuff about Shapiro, like back in 2004, I think. So, um Anyhow, it's a, it's just a, it's just a non. The, the intellectual dark web is a total non-entity. It's you know a, a futile attempt by the New York Times to create an opposition that is not nationalistic. Um, 
let's see here. <laughs> you spelled, uh, somebody said Vox Day of Akkad. Uh, you spelled Akkad wrong. It's with an A, not an O. Um, thank you for all the ammunition you've provided on the Jordanetic series. You're welcome. <laughs> Shapiro is the voice of a generation. Um, maybe a generation that's going to get shipped back to Israel, perhaps. Um, is Gen Z going to return to Christianity? No, I don't think so, but I think that the generation after them might. Um, let's see here. <laughs> Peterson should resign. Yeah, Mike Cernovich pointed that out. Um, let's see here. Lots of people are terrified of Ben Shapiro. Who? He may be intellectually shallow, but he has lots of power behind him. He doesn't have power behind him. He has, he has some Texas money behind him. Look at the way he went after Milo. Milo had the entire mainstream media going after him. All Shapiro was doing was piling on. People are scared of him, and that's a problem. No. Who is scared, who is scared of Shapiro? Shapiro ran scared from Milo. He runs scared from me. He is not... Shapiro is not converting people from the left. You know, Shapiro is the left. You know, he's anti-Christian, anti-American, anti-nationalistic, except for Israel. I mean, the, the guy is, is a complete... Uh, I mean, I've known, the I've known the kid since he was like 10 years old. He, he's a clever little sham. That's it. He can talk fast. That's all he can do. His books are shallow. His thinking is superficial. Half the stuff that he says, he, he's told to say. You know? Um. <laughs> oh, I see. I think, I think there's a bit of sarcasm uh, going on here. <laughs> um, not quite fair. Shapiro defends Christianity on occasion. Bullshit he does. Has he ever criticized the fact that Israel does not give the right of return to people of Jewish descent who are Christians? He doesn't and he won't. Ben Shapiro is anti-Christian regardless of what he says publicly in a Christian nation. So, um, you know, I mean... You know, there's plenty of there's plenty of Jews who are are you know pro Christian Christian friendly and so forth, you know, but Ben Shapiro is not one of them. Ben Shapiro, you know, is cheering on the destruction of America. He's advocating the destruction of the American nation. Why would you ever, ever, think that he was? Uh, on your side. He's not. You know. Um, let's see here. Have you read the White Nationalist Manifesto? No, of course not. White nationalism is ridiculous. Um, the only place in the entire world where a form of white nationalism is even potentially possible in the future is in the United States. Okay? Pan- Racialism is not nationalism. It failed 
you know, pan-Arab uh, nationalism failed under Nasser. Pan-European nationalism has failed under the European Union. It's a non-starter. Yeah, see, Samson, you're, Samson, you're a fool. I agree with Vox on most everything, but this Christianity crap is not the solution. You're wrong. You cannot have Western civilization without Christianity. It is impossible. You can't have Western civilization without Christianity for the same reason you can't have Japanese civilization without Shinto. If you take the Shinto out, it is no longer going to be a Japanese civilization. It is too embedded in the civilizational infrastructure. The same goes for Christianity in the West. Um, you, know, you could say the same thing. I mean, it'd be like saying, um, it'd be like taking the the Talmud out of Judaism and saying that, well, it's, it's still Jewish society. No, it's not. So, um, why and when did Christian Greek philosophy-based society suddenly become Judeo-Christian? That started uh, after World War II. You can see it on uh, the Google, whatever it's called, something gen, uh, Ngram. Uh, look up Judeo-Christian on Ngram. And you can see that what happened is after World War II, uh, the Jewish lobby, aided in part by um, the, the Catholic lobby and some liberal Protestants, wanted to uh, make it look more like, that's when the, all the melting pot, nation of immigrants, all this stuff, they basically wanted to make it look like um, Jews were part of the American tradition, which is totally false. And so they, that's why whenever you see somebody talking about Judeo-Christian ethics, Judeo-Christian heritage, Judeo-Christian morals, they are full of shit. That is your sign that they are an intellectual charlatan, that they are dishonest, or they are ignorant. The United States has a Christian heritage, as do many of the European nations. They do not have a Judeo-Christian heritage. They do not have a Judeo-Islamic heritage. Ironically, ironically, it is possible, it's impossible to know for sure, but based on where the slaves who were resident in the United States came from, it is possible that there were actually more Muslims resident in the United States at the time of the revolution than there were Jews. So, unless you think that we also have an you know, Islamic or an Islamo-Christian heritage, it's ridiculous to, to resort to the, the Judeo-Christian concept. In fact, the, the ironic thing is that up until the 1950s, what Judeo-Christian meant was actually a person of Jewish extraction who was a Christian. Furthermore, if you talk to a, a Jewish rabbi about this, as I have, they will tell you that the, the use of the term Judeo-Christian is actually offensive to them. That there is no shared heritage. So, um, and, if, and obviously, if you look at the... Um, yeah, see, Samson, you're just a moron. Christians don't believe in the Bible. It's merely Platonism dressed up with Bible verses. No, it's not. No, it's not at all. <laughs> I mean... Among other things, I am a Christian and I'm an Aristotelian. Have you ever heard of a man by the name of Thomas Aquinas? You know, the most influential 
Christian intellectual is not a Platonist. He is absolutely an Aristotelian. And the fundamental intellectual divide, the base intellectual and political divide in the West is Plato versus Aristotle. So to be babbling about babbling away about Christianity being Platonism, you are spouting off something that you've heard from somebody else that you don't understand and you don't know how to apply. So, um, why are so many of the never-Trumper conservative Jews? Because they're not conservatives. They're not, they were never conservatives. They're all descended from the, um, the so-called neoconservative movement, which are actually Trotskyite socialists. That's their intellectual heritage. Uh, Bill Kristol is the son of Irving Kristol. They are not just left-wing, they are very far left-wing. Um, but they were anti-Russian after Stalin and Khrushchev, um, Stalin in particular, and then Khrushchev afterwards, turned on the Jews. So that's when the, the anti-Russian thing got going. They turned against the Soviet Union, which before then they had supported. And so on that basis, they claimed to be conservatives because they supported the Cold War. Well, Cold War's over. Um, let's see. <laughs> Aristotle destroyed Western thinking. No, Aristotle did not destroy Western thinking, especially since um, he couldn't have. Um, I've, I don't think I've ever been... <laughs> Aristotle was a bumbling old fool. Plato was a true philosopher. You're just very stupid. Um, let's see here. Are you evangelical? Um, I suppose technically, but um, uh, I mean, I don't belong to an a evangelical denomination. So... Um, Will you do a Voxiversity video on the neocons? Um, possibly. We'll see. So, Also, before I go, I should point out um, the God Emperor triumphed again. Uh, we are not tired of winning. Uh, the winning has not stopped. And uh, while I do think that Kavanaugh is likely to disappoint some of us, um, you know, I don't think that he's going to be a particularly strong uh, constitutionalist or anything like that. Uh, the point is that <laughs> the point is that um, you know it was definitely a huge political win for the God Emperor, and the winning is going to continue. So, anyhow, um, I will uh, see you all next time. Thanks for tuning in, and remember, if you take away one thing from this discussion, remember that Jordan Peterson is and always was completely full of shit. Have a good evening. We'll see you at the next Darkstream.